Welcome to the Experiment Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. Okay, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. This episode is hardcore. So I have to start out with something funny. Here we go. Guess what today is? It's hump day. (laughs) Truly one of my absolute favorite commercials. That is the Geico commercial with the camel. It's over eight years old. And if you haven't seen it, you need to Google it. Go to YouTube, watch it. It's hilarious. Today, I am going to be having some seriously real talk when it comes to what's going on in the real estate world. As of last Friday, April 22nd, there was a judge in Kansas that basically ruled in favor of the plaintiffs. There were four plaintiffs filing a lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors, along with Realogy, Berkshire Hathaway, Remax, and Keller Williams. Stephen Bowe, a judge for the federal court in Kansas City, Missouri, certified a class action lawsuit in a written ruling last Friday on the 22nd that made hundreds of thousands of U.S. housing consumers the plaintiff in a now potentially historic case. And like I said, the defendants are the National Association of Realtors, along with Realogy, Berkshire Hathaway, Remax, and Keller Williams. NAR, of course, is filing an appeal. And what is at issue here is that the seller's agent of a home must split their commission equally with a buyer's agent. The rule has been around since 1913, according to the consumers and their lawyers who filed the lawsuit. Of course, in the industry, we know that that is not the case. (laughs) As a listing agent, we negotiate our commission based on what we're going to deliver. And there is a portion of that commission that is set aside for the buyer's agent. And as a listing agent and negotiating with the seller, I get to negotiate what I'm going to get paid and then what the total commission that the seller is willing to pay, and therefore whatever is left over is set aside for the buyer's agent. That's really how it works. So I'm sure that the National Association of Realtors will do an exceptional job of pleading that part of the case. Uh, The lead name plaintiffs are homebuyers Rhonda and Scott Burnett. Uh, They are stating that that real estate commissions have been artificially inflated to a 5 to 6% total of the home sales price. Now, unfortunately, what I can tell you just from that statement alone is that it clarifies for us as a real estate community. And the reason I, he says 5 to 6 is because on the West Coast, for the most part, it's, there's no set commission. It's against the law to have a set commission. But for the most part, on the west side of the United States, the commission price for homes is 5%. On the east coast, for the most part, it's 6%. How can I tell you that? Because I have done real estate in about 20 plus states of the United States, and that's how it kind of falls. There's pretty much right around the Mississippi, a or a little bit further left, 
yeah, pretty much the Mississippi. To the west of the Mississippi, it's 5%, and to the east of the Mississippi, it is 6%. That is not hard and fast, but as a general rule, that's kind of where it hovers. And at Monarch, it has nothing to do with how we do our business, because we provide services to our clients that we charge way more than that. So that's our intellectual property. I'm not going to share that here, but I can tell you that there is no hard rule with how we work um, within Monarch. It is all specifically based on what is required of our time and cost incurred for marketing the property. Judge Bowes handed down a 41-page ruling that does not say either way whether he believes that the National Association of Realtors and the four brokerages, Realogy, Berkshire Hathaway, Remax, and Keller Williams, conspired to make real estate commissions higher. That's what the plaintiffs are claiming. So in the ruling, it does appear, based on how Real Trends looks at this, there's a complete slam dunk for the plaintiffs because Judge Bowe goes into depth about the arguments made by plaintiff's witness, which was Craig Schulman, who is an economics professor at Texas A&M. The judge said that Schulman is persuasive in showing that real estate agents in countries with comparable economies, such as Australia, pay their agents much less per home sale. Well, let me make this really, really clear, okay? So Craig Schulman clearly didn't disclose that for the most part, Australia conducts its real estate transaction through an auction process. It's a completely different process than how we do real estate here in the United States. I can also tell you that in the UK, real estate agents, the listing agent gets paid whatever they negotiate with their seller And the buyer's agent has to negotiate with the listing agent. They don't have a guaranteed amount. They may not get paid at all. So unless they have a buyer's rep agreement, the buyer's agent in the UK is never guaranteed, unlike here in the US, that that buyer's agent will be compensated for bringing the buyer to the table. So first and foremost, as an industry, we've put ourselves in this position to have this happen. And the reason that I say that is because we have become complacent. There are brokerages, because I coach with agents that work with every single brokerage out there, with the exception of independent ones. I do have some independents, but all of the big box brokerages all of these named here, I have coaching clients in all of these brokerages, along with Cole Banker, along with the agency, along with Douglas Elliman. So I know what these agents are required by their quote unquote brokers to do when it comes to commission. While it's illegal to set commissions, there are brokerages, tea being spilled right now, There are brokerages that require their agents to set a commission at a specific rate or they will not take the listing. So being paid as a commissioned, 100% commissioned salesperson, whether you're in 
fine jewelry, clothing, cars, whatever your commissioned position is. Having been in commission sales my whole life, I know that if I don't deliver a high level of service, then I am not going to get compensated accordingly. So again, that's why I say as an industry as a whole, and I'm, I'm pointing the finger at all of us, we have been, we have allowed the National Association of Realtors and other brokerages who, you know, a lot of agents align themselves with a large brokerage firm because they feel safer. And then they allow these firms to dictate these rules to them that are bordering illegal. And secondly, don't allow you as the agent to say, wait a minute, I deliver a higher level of service. So therefore, this is what I'm going to get paid. So the point of me bringing this up today is that I have been in real estate since 1997, and since 1997, I have used a buyer's rep agreement, buyer's representation agreement, where if I was working with a buyer, then I had them sign a document, a contract, a legally binding contract that said that if I found them a property, that they would pay me a specific amount of money, percentage of the sales price or a specific amount for delivering a property to them that met their needs. The reason that I did that was because I was trained by Herbert Eustace at Harry Norman Realtors, and that's what I was taught. I didn't know that there was an option for me to not do a buyer's rep agreement. But for me, in my brain, logically, it made sense. And I have worked with so many agents who literally cringe at the concept of actually having a buyer sign a buyer's rep agreement. And it blows my mind. I don't want to belittle. I don't want to berate. I don't want to be derogatory towards someone or any of you that are listening that might have that mentality. But I do want to kind of shake you up just a little bit and ask you if you were selling a car, if you were selling any other thing than the fact that you have gotten into a position within a real estate community that allows you to be complacent with your money, that's the truth. Why have you allowed that to be an okay way for you to conduct your independent contractor business. This lawsuit would not be happening if agents conducted themselves as if they were running their own business, realizing that in order for them to get paid, they need to have an agreement to get contractually paid. There's so many agents out there that put clients in their car and don't know whether or not they're going to get paid or if that client is loyal to them. Again, it's just insanity to me, but it has become, in this lawsuit, they talk about an industry standard of five to six percent. Well, what they don't know is that the industry standard is that there are very few brokerages or brokers like my Herbert Eustace that require their agents who represent buyers 
to have a buyer's rep agreement. And for a few months now, in I, I sit on the California Association of Realtors calls every month that we have with the broker, brokers throughout California. And for a couple of months, it's just been a topic of conversation. And of course, it's towards the end of every meeting. The conversation comes up about the buyer's rep agreements being required. Like I said, at Monarch, we have always required them. And it just blows me away. It, I, I don't understand it. I don't know why that agents don't understand that you don't spend time with a client that isn't legally binded to work with you any more than you are going to put your sign up in somebody's yard and have multiple agency signs. Now, are there co-listings? Yes. Are there open listings? Very rarely. But you know what? All of those are contractually agreed upon. You literally are working all of these thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be joining this class action lawsuit. Again, this is, you know, the plaintiff's attorney will now be representing, this is a quote, hundreds of thousands of class members geographically dispersed throughout the state of Missouri and portions of Kansas and Illinois. That's insane to me. So this situation has now opened a massive floodgate of buyer's agents will have to potentially give back their commission. That's what's happening right now. That's what this lawsuit is about. So as a real estate agent sitting out there that's listening to this, if you are a buyer or seller, understand that your real estate agent works for free until they close a deal. So Rhonda and Scott Burnett, I'm not quite sure what happened in their buyer's experience of, of this transaction. Um, yeah, it just, I'm, I'm a bit confused because the only reason people would be doing this is because they are so bothered by the lack of service that they received for the amount of commission that was paid. And there are many agents out there. So if you're a real estate agent, you need to listen in right now that talk about how, oh, buyer, you're not paying me. The seller is paying me. That is fraud. It's not, a, that is not the case. Okay. That languaging is exactly what I was talking about earlier in regards to being complacent and lazy. There's nothing that states anywhere that you have the right as a buyer's agent to that additional funds that are negotiated in the listing contract. In California, we have it set aside that this amount goes to the buyer's agent, but the truth of the matter is that's just a system that was set up as an agent representing a buyer, truly, truly, if you're really and truly representing a buyer, you know that there are properties that are off market and don't have a contract arranged with the seller. There are for sale by owners. Any of those situations, guess who's paying the commission? The buyer. The seller, even in a listing agreement, 
even in a property that is listed on the MLS and or off market, but ha you have a signed agreement with that seller. Even in that situation, the seller's not gonna make money if the buyer doesn't come to the table. So all day, every day, the person paying <laughs> the fee is the buyer. Yes, the seller gets a, you know that amount reduced from their proceeds, but the buyer is the one that's gonna pay tax on that amount for the sale. So like what agent in their right mind would ever say that their services are free is insane to me. It's just, it's crazy talk. You don't even like know how to do math and you can't read contracts. So therefore you should not be an agent if you are ever an agent that has said, oh, my services are free if you are a buyer. It's nuts. Like it, it just, as you can tell from my response, it fuels my angry mode of lazy, non-service-oriented mentality, quick cash agents. It's just, it's what ruins our industry as a whole. So I will get off that soapbox. I apologize. I don't apologize. The truth is I really don't apologize because it really does anger me. This lawsuit should not be happening. As I said before, Rhonda and Scott clearly, unfortunately, I'm sorry, had a really bad experience with an agent and therefore started drumming up reasons for why they wanted to go and make a point that agents as a whole across the country, in specifically in the Heartland, Columbia Board of Realtors, Mid-American Regional Information System, and the Southern Missouri Regional Multiple Listing Services, these are the ones that are a part of all of this, those People that are associated with that, any agents that are associated with that, these people are upset because you did not deliver a service that they feel they should have to pay for. That's what this boils down to. So as agents out there who are making the quick buck and running to the bank, hey, have fun at the expense of all of the rest of these poor agents who probably are now going to get lumped into this lawsuit, potentially having to give back their commission. Who knows? I guess E&O insurance is going to have a field day with this. Good God. Anyway, if you're a buyer or seller out there, I'm going to say it again. As a real estate agent, we work for free until we close a deal. So understand that when you're negotiating a listing contract with somebody, it doesn't matter how many followers they have. It doesn't matter if they're on TV. What matters is what services are they providing for the amount of money that they're going to be compensated for, period? You know, a lot of agents have issues with other agents that reduce their commissions so that they can, quote unquote, get the deal. Well, listen, at the end of the day, I know an agent in L.A. that does it, quote unquote, notorious for it, but the houses get sold. So commissions are not set and agents need to be providing a service for whatever commission rate they're charging. And if you represent buyers specifically, please keep in mind that you work for free unless you are smart enough to sign a buyer's rep agreement before you put anybody in your car. And if you don't know what a buyer's rep agreement is, just Google it because in every state they have them. <laughs> okay. So it's time for the real estate community to wake up and Clearly, 
I have swung way far to one extreme, but I've always been on this side of the pendulum when it comes to this because I work really, really hard at providing a high level of service. And if you're an agent out there that is paying an insane amount of money to your broker and they're, I mean, literally, if I worked for Realogy, Berkshire Hathaway, Remax, and Keller Williams, I would be like, what the F? How am I in this situation as an agent? You're my broker. I've paid you this amount of money. How am I even having to think about the fact that, you know, my commission could be potentially in jeopardy? If you need structure, if you need assistance in being guided on how to set yourself up for running your business, that's what I do with my agents. If you're happy where you are, good for you. Make sure your broker is earning the money that you're paying them. Because this situation is only happening because of these companies and their quote unquote standard practices. The next layer down is because an agent, specifically Rhonda and Scott Burnett's agent, gave them crappy service. The only other option here, y'all, is the fact that Rhonda and Scott Burnett are just not nice people and they want to take the entire Midwest portion of the real estate industry to court. It's just, it's nuts to me. It's time to wake up. It's time to deliver a service for the amount of money that we get compensated. (sighs) Okay, it's hump day. It's going to go downhill from here. (laughs) And when you're running, that's a lot easier. So this long race of doing this business of real estate, um, yeah, it's a marathon. And yeah, this this lawsuit is a lot bigger deal than a lot of people think. So, um, and I'm not a uh, catastrophizer, catast- I don't even know how to say that word. Who cares? See, I can't even say it. So therefore, I'm, I can't even be it. But this pisses me off. It really does. <sighs> we can do better. That's why we can do better. That's why this really bothers me. So thank you guys for tuning in. Check the show notes for the link to the Real Trends as well as the actual lawsuit Stay tuned because this is not going away, okay? So if you want to be on the cutting edge, ahead of the curve, and not having to deal with any of this complete, absolute bullshit, (laughs) go to jointeammonarch.com. Jointeammonarch.com. And you will work with an amazing team specifically luxury oriented only that provides you all the systems and structure that you need to be successful and to never, ever, ever, ever be in this situation. Peace out. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. Be well. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Experiment Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Laura Dowdy underscore L-E for live excellence. Go make a difference, y'all. The world needs you.